Well, I love her But I love to fish I spend all day out on this lake And hell is all I catch But today she met me at the door what is going on? Welcome to the Between the Neighbor podcast. I got myself, Joseph Piccarelli, and Justin Mays here. What's going on, everybody? It's been a long week. Man, it has. We're finally home. I miss her. I just love that song, huh? Yeah, it's a pretty good song. It's about a man that just loves fishing. Yeah, but... Hey, speaking of that, we got a special guest coming on today. We do. Mr. Carl Bostick with Wet Hood Guide Service at Lake Conroe, Texas. You done much fishing on Lake Conroe? I have. I grew up on Lake Conroe. Uh, I fished a lot. I fished with this man a lot. Yeah. Um, If uh, if you want to go out there and catch some fish, this is the man to go with. Yeah. I mean, I haven't really done... A whole lot of fishing on Lake Conroe. Most of my fishing came from over when I was living in Louisiana. We, uh, I mean, we didn't have permits or nothing, <laughs> you know, fishing license or anything. We just go find a creek and just go fish, launch kayaks, and yeah, man. You know, it's uh, it's all fun until Mr. Uh, GW walks up and asks for the oh the yeah, license. yeah. <laughs> well, well, good thing is because we were right there on the Sabine River, you know, and uh, we knew a lot of people in that town and. What not, but we were always in a kayak about a mile and a half up the yeah. creek, you know, and yeah. if uh, it was good, there was a game warden there, I mean, well, we never had that problem, but if there was one there, I guess we'd just start paddling <laughs> back the other way, you know, paddling. like these are, our, have you seen that thing about them pet fish, like uh-uh. these are our pet fish? Oh, yeah, yeah, and he's, he's releasing <laughs> them. Release them. The, All right, the I'll bring them back. Yeah. <laughs> what? What fish, <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. So, uh Oh, yeah. So we're going to try and get Mr. Carl on the line. Yes, let's give him a call, see if he answers. All righty. What's going on, Mr. Carl? How you doing? Doing good. We're here at the uh, Between the Neighbors podcast, and uh, we let all our fans know that we have a special guest, Mr. Carl Bostick with Wet Hook Guide Service on Lake Conroe. You want to yes, tell us a little bit about your business and uh, – how long you been doing it for? Okay, well, I started guiding full-time in 1996. Uh, worked out of the center console and started that way, uh, fishing then for full-time. And it started out uh, in Anchorage Marina when Anchorage was there. And that's the Palms. So through these years, we've seen a lot of changes on this lake. Back then, our main fish for guiding was bass, crappie, and, and white bass. Now uh, it's primarily it's still ever fish in the lake, but primarily our backup fish and main goal is catfish. But we do fish for largemouth, hybrids, brim, catfish, crappie, the whole works. Awesome. So it's not much of a uh, a bass fishing, huh? Oh no. Here they're all. There's, there's three or four tournaments a week. The Bass Master Classic's been here. The Toyota Classic's been here several times. Uh, there's been a lot of there's you know there's a lot of bass clubs that have their tournaments here. And then the high school uh, bass clubs they run through here on their circuit. So bass fishing is very very big on this lake. It's a 
bass are stocked from the Texas Parks and Wildlife. The Florida Strain bass on this lake, and so it's got some good record fish. And it's it's real popular among the bass fishermen. But as a guide service, uh, we do that if you like, and we'll fish whatever you want to, as hard as you want to. But we always take uh, backup fish in case that just ain't happening during that time, and conditions ain't suitable for it. Okay. <clears throat> so what's what's the biggest fish you think you have caught in, on Lake Conroe? On on jug line, we caught one estimated eighty two pounds with a with a certified scale, with a spring scale. Uh, and that was the biggest one on jug line. On rod and reel, I've caught them in the 60s, you know, 65, 64s every year. And we get some, uh, just today we caught one that was right around the 40-pound mark. So, Oh, wow. Uh, that's, you know, that's catfish. You know, you're going to catch big fish as catfish on this lake. We don't have the, the big alligator gar or anything like that. we got needle-nose gar, which are competitive to get big fish, but... Uh, but for if you want big fish, a trophy fish, and catfish, you know it's it's the winter time's the best. Uh, most of the time for that, it's because they're easier to find because they're in the tributaries. The rest of the year, they maybe they're in the main lake a whole lot. It's a whole lot harder to dissect the main lake than it is in tributaries. Yeah. So what's what's biting right now? What is biting on Lake Conroe? Well, the springtime is what everybody waits for every year. Now, it gets pushed around a whole lot because of all these fronts, and so the fish get moved around. But you got your white bass are starting. They go into spawn first, and so everybody's waiting for the time for that. It's usually in February. And then your largemouth and your crappie go to spawning, and everybody's waiting on that, so they, then they, they move in. All just as, And all these spawning times overlap each other. And after the crappie spawn, then you're... Uh, catfish will go to the bulkheads in the middle of uh, next month around tax time is the way I always look at it and you catch catfish on the bulkheads then real real easy and, and just it's like almost every cast at the same time there there the hybrids will run them shadow on the bulkheads as well too so you throw your rattle trap out there while you're catfishing and, and catch hybrids at the same time and then but so winter so, so springtime is always just a real kicker place it gets it gets kicked off around spring break for your average fisherman, but your regular fishermen start a little bit earlier, like say in February, because they know the action starts a little bit earlier than that. But from spring break all the way through to September, it's uh, it's just a real busy lake, you know, for for fishermen. And as the water warms up, of course, you're you're able to go out there and play on the lake all the time as well. The jet skis and cigar boats and pontoon boats and everybody else. It's a it's a real crowded lake through the summer, but it's still a lot of fun. Mr. Carl, this is Justin. I was one of the co-hosts here. Um, so one of the things that um, I guess a lot of people don't know about Lee Connor is um, the the mile-long or so bridge. Um, is there a lot of good catching, you know, underneath that? Yes, sir. It's a bridge. All bridges are a natural structure, and since that one's so long, it's got shallow, you know, shallower water to real deep water to shallow water again. So it'll hold it'll hold fish there year round. So uh, a lot of people that are guests of this lake don't go all the time, and then some that do live here all the time just because it's easy to tie off to go straight to bridges. When people go to a place you're not familiar with, because it's a natural structure that fish just going to automatically go to. It's got uh, its peak times and some slow times, but it's. But you can go, there's always fish somewhere along that mile-long bridge. You just have to hunt them down and fish for them. And, and, and catfish and crappie are your two main fish that are caught there. But a lot of people go out there and put lights in the water at night and, and nail the hybrids as well. 
the hybrid, you know, of course, there's a white bass and a striped bass mix that's stocked. Yeah, I know. We, uh, I went fishing with you many times, and we did uh, some trolling for white bass and hybrids and stuff like that. And you talk about a good uh, fight, fighting fish. That fish is a good fighting fish. Yeah, them hybrids feel like when you're trolling for them, like they're going to stop the boat when they hit. It's oh, yeah. It'll be ready. He'll take a pole right out of your hand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> are a lot of fun. And, and, you know, a lot of, we get a lot of people's best fish out there, you know, over trolling because when you're trolling a pet spoon below a diving diving tool that gets it down to depth you want, uh, then hybrids and whites and largemouth, everything will hit that diving, the, the pet spoon. They just, they, they all love it. So, that's that's the key thing people troll with out here oh yeah and i i remember uh putting out a lot of brush piles for crappie and stuff too yeah the, you know if you put some brush out there you got to build the structure this the, the lake has some natural structure to it but uh to keep keep it plentiful and have places for the baby fish to hide and the crappie to mingle to without getting eaten up yeah, you need to have plenty of natural brush and stuff like this that they can go to. And, and you place it along ledges and, and put it uh, on your regular, regular traveled areas of fish. They'll stop and make a home there. Then you got always got places to go check with your electronics to find the fish. And with today's electronics, you know, you can go out there and find a bunch of them in a day. With, with they got the side scan and down scan and all that. And, uh, so it's, it's getting to be hard to keep secrets on that lake because of that, though. Right. So, uh, what what kind of bait are you guys using right now? Well, today we was using nothing but a punch bait. Uh, we was fishing straight down for catfish just to get some box fish. Uh, and it's pretty rare to catch something as big as that forty pounder on that. It don't happen very often, but it happens a few times a year. Mm-hmm. Just happen to be in an area where some big fish were as well. Uh, but your box fish, what I call box fish, is anyone that'll fit in the ice chest. You know. It, and you catch you know from one to five pounders, and you can catch you can go out there. There's nothing unusual getting limits, you know, twenty five per person. You know, uh, it, for the cat, for, you know, catfish like that's the best eating size. We try to talk people into releasing the bigger fish because they're we're a box fish that's you know from one to five six pounds. They may have a few thousand eggs when they spawn, but a, a big old twenty twenty five pound plus. You know, we'll have, we'll have a million eggs in there, and you really just don't want to stop that growth from going, you know. Right, right, right. But, you know, if it's a legal fish and someone, you know, if, if, I, if, I, if I take them fishing, if it's a legal fish, I explain to them why I'd like to let it go. Uh, but it's their fish. If it's legal, you know, they, they bought their fishing license, and and if they want to keep it, you know, I'll give them that option. But uh, most people understand that when they've got that great big fish, they've really got a whole box of good eating fish already they don't right have to have for the meat so uh what i know you said something about 25 right that's the limit yeah there's no minimum limit as of last september they changed the limits on conroe there's no minimum length anymore uh for catfish on black blue cats and channel cats you're allowed 25 per person but you're only allowed to keep five fish over 20 inches and only one of them can be over 30 inches so the state's really working with us to keep the big fish in there too so that's that's pretty good right we do a lot of jug fishing and your jug fishermen you know they take a lot of big fish out you know the, a lot of people are just making the meat runs and, and you know they've that was kind of putting a hurt on the big fish so so they come up with a lot of help kind of protect them so i know uh you like to do a lot of um a lot of fishing reports on lake conroe uh you do 
talk to a radio station and stuff like that. So, uh, what's the what's the fishing report on Lake Conroe? Right now, the fishing report I would tell you species by species. Uh, your bluegill or large brim, which there's no limits on. You can have as many as you want, any size you want, because they're not considered a game fish. But they are great eating, and they are great bait. Both, and you can catch them in brush piles anywhere from on 12 foot to 30 foot deep. Uh, just get some uh, corn if you if you want to use something homemade. Just this just corn with some red dye on it that does real good, but. Probably the best bait to use for them rams either crickets or, or worms. And just put them on a small, tiny hook and drop down, and, and they'll let you know they're there. And after brim, the catfish, right now you can catch them several ways. You can drift uh, big baits if you're looking for bigger fish uh, with a Santee Cooper rig or just a bottom rig, bottom bouncing, bottom, bottom bouncing rig. And you can drift those uh, on the main lake or the tributaries at this point. And catch a lot of fish and box fish too, not just the trophies. Just adjust your hook size and bait size for what size fish you're targeting. And also, the catfish on the baited hose is doing real, real well. You know, check depth, start about 18 feet, uh, 20 feet, uh, and then change your depth uh, in five foot intervals, either deeper or shallower, till you locate the fish. Now, it's always good to chum them up. The more you feed with chum with some either some wet grain. Can scratch uh, that you've soured up, but if you don't want to go through all that stage, just get some range cubes and throw it out. And you feed them often enough, they'll stay there. They'll they'll, they'll become you know they'll, they'll be home there. If you go there uh, a couple times a week and feed it and fish it, then fish will stay there most of the time. Awesome. After the catfish, and I'd say let's go to the, the largemouth bass. Well, right now they're getting on the beds. The little butt bass, the males are in there right now. And some females, when you get up on the north end, are starting to move in. And this is the easiest time if you ever like if you like sight fishing, where you can actually drive around real slow with your trolling motor and look down the water, find the clear spots, and you can find these beds that the bass are sitting on. And it's just a lot of fun to go out here and catch them bass whenever they're on the beds. But they'll. But you also target the secondary points when you're doing that because you get the ones that are they, they come in and wave so you want to catch the ones you're on the way in and on the way out too if you don't like going at the beds and sometimes that beds will frustrate you you'll sit there and see a fish on there and you'll throw a bait up on there and he'll pick it up by the tail and take it over there and just lay it down won't ever put that hook in his mouth and oh, you, can man. <laughs> <laughs> you can throw it a hundred times and never make him take it you know so it gets kind of frustrating sometimes sometimes it's easier just throw a Carolina rig on a point out there somewhere, you know, on the where they're on the way in there. At least you ain't, they're not laughing at you when you throw at them. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, uh, so are you, are you pretty booked this week or? Yeah, spring, our natural spring break is next week, this next week, and I'm booked every day. Uh, I've got a couple openings the week after, I think two days open, then the week after that, I got three days open, but, uh, you can get a hold of me anytime through. Just call my number, 936-718-7983, and I can pull out the calendar, and I'm sure we can get you on the water. Uh, I've also got some other good guys that work with me that I, if if, if that day, if, if I can't make my day work with you, I'll try to help you find a good guide. Uh, I've got several of them that are just real good that, that, I, that I would trust in my clients too as well. But I always try to fill up my calendar first and get you on the water with me if I can. Also, you go to my website, withhook.com, and, and research what all I've done and go through some pictures. And and i got somebody coming in the door. Oh. With me just a second. But uh, 
yeah, you get a hold of me anytime. Give me a call if you just want to talk fishing. You know, I'll get on the phone with you, talk to you. I love doing it all the time. If you're out there on the water, on Lake Conroe, on your boat, and you're struggling, use that phone number to call me. If I'm in on something, I, if, you, if I can dial you in on something, I will sure do it. I, I'm not real worried about overcrowding the lake and not sharing places because it's all about getting out there having fun and enjoying, enjoying the outdoors. All right. So what is... What what originally got you into fishing? Because I know a lot of people, you know, do it on their off days, and you know, um, you know, it's more of a hobby for a lot of people. But what got you to make it, you know, a living? Well, I've a living. Always loved fishing, and I've done, I've done it my whole life. And uh, you know, I've traveled around doing another occupation for most of my life. But but I finally decided to settle down and get out of that business. Uh, and I was fishing all the time anyway. I spent all my money on fishing, so I might as well turn around and try to do something that I enjoy. I like being with people, too, because you meet so many new people, and I've got a lot of friends through this. And It's just a good occupation if you're if you're a people person. You know, it's not one if you're going to get rich on, you know, but uh, but you can make a decent living, you know. You can get out there and, and get, you know, get a boat, get a license, get everything you need, it, and you can specialize in one type of fish if you wanted to. Uh, but I like to fish for every kind of fish there is out there. So I fish for whatever y'all want. And then, like I said, have a backup plan if that just ain't happening. Mm-hmm. So this is one of those deals where it's, uh, uh, what's that saying? If you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. <laughs> yeah, that's what they say. <laughs> <laughs> I sure, I sure pretty wore out when I get home in the afternoon, but I do, I, but I, I get up and go every day and I love it. So I know earlier you were talking about the Toyota Bass Classic and stuff like that. And I remember being a, a kid going to those. Have you ever competed in one of those, or maybe? I, I used to fish tournaments, the big, the the, the hourly payback tournaments, and a few other tournaments. Uh, it just got with traveling and all that was uh, not as productive as I mean, not as productive as just being home fishing and, and taking people out. That's what I enjoy doing is taking people out. If you if you ever go to uh, look up. You know, any of my, uh, what would you call it? We just look for, you know, when you're checking somebody out, how their business is. Most reports and, and the things that people have with me is that I like to deal with the kids and teach the kids. So they, I get a whole lot of trips with families when they want to bring their kids out, you know. So uh, to me, that to me, it's more about getting people out there and enjoying the outdoors with people than getting out to compete with everybody. You know, I still do occasional catfish tournament or something like that. Yes, but, uh, sir. But as competing in the terms anymore, I had a lot of fun while I done it. You know, it was it was a blast. I won won a little bit of money and lost a little bit of money, but it's it was all about the fun to me. You know. Right. So, uh, do the professionals, like the guys that you know enter these tournaments and stuff, do they ever reach out to local guides and stuff like that, or is that like against the rules or? Yeah, but they, a lot of them just feel like they know more already. But yeah, I'm, they all do their research. You know, they 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 find out what they can uh, before they get there, and then they become pre-fish determining and gather information that way with whoever they can talk to. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they they know from each tournament, tournament to tournament, what rules and who they can reach out to and who they can't, and when they can and when they can't. I think once some of them, a lot of once the tournament has started or the or the day pre-fish before. They're not allowed to ask anybody else for any any, any open information. Uh, but every, every tournament that they have, it's got a different – not all the rules are the same on every one of them. Right. So, you know, they, they just kind of play by that and do what they got to do. It, you know, restricted areas and stuff like this where they can't finish. There's a lot of – you know, when you enter a tournament, you get the rule sheet. It's a it's a pretty big thing. <laughs> and 
you know, a lot of them have a polygraph test when you weigh in fish. And, uh, really? Yeah. <laughs> they don't realize it. You know, it's not just a slap on the hand. You know, if you go up there and you're trying to cheat on a tournament and, and win thousands of dollars, you're probably going to jail. You know, that's not, yeah. You know, that's not that's not just oh, I'm sorry, you you get disqualified. You know. <laughs> yeah, especially when they got all them sponsors and stuff. Oh. You know. Yeah, I remember. Uh, I think it was last year. I think it was either last year or two years ago. I can't remember. I had a buddy I went to school with. His dad entered one of the tournaments so there on Lake Conroe and pulled out a 14, 14 pounder largemouth. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I think the record's you know just a little over fifteen mm-hmm. for Lake Conroe. So yeah, but there's been there's been uh, about, you know every four or five years we get a good fourteen pound plus. They they, they just had the tournament here this last month it was the paid the hourly payback for three days and they had two 10 10 pound plus and several nines and eights and uh you know of course them, them type of tournaments that are open tournaments for to all the public you know you may have four thousand competitors so it's kind of it's pretty wow. just pretty tight you know pretty hard oh yeah yeah i know my uh my cousin actually this What's was, that? i said my cousin uh multiple years back he uh he went fishing he used to live on Lake Conroe Hills over there, and uh, I mean, he was probably four or five years old, and his my uncle always took him fishing and stuff, and he ended up pulling out probably a 12-pounder or so, and uh, I think he won some kind of award or something for being the youngest to, to pull out, you know, that big of a fish. They got youth records, too. You know, I've got, I had a boy on my boat, and uh, he we was actually catfishing straight down and he, he had a small pole we had a, had a little one he could handle but it had probably eight pound test maybe 10 pound and this kid was i, I want to say he was four years old five years old and some just doubled that pole over and he thought he was hung up and i told his parents <laughs> don't touch that line because if you touch that pole and it hits a record fish with, with the youth there's a lot of records still open you mm-hmm. know it's uh that, that it's real common to for the youth to break records don't even know it you know right yep. and so i wouldn't let him touch the pole but he anyway finally he fought it and I, I just kind of coached him the whole time and, and all this but you can't touch that pole when if, if you do then it breaks they can't turn this record mm-hmm. all you can do is you can net for him and that's all you can really do yeah but uh anyway it ended up being a buffalo and this buffalo weighed 42 pounds that boy wow. weighed 40 so wow. <laughs> as big as him he, he got <laughs> He got the, and there was no buffalo turned in at that time for a record. You know, there's been a lot of buffalo called, but nobody thought about trying, you know, getting a record for the buffalo. Yeah. Yep. And so he got the lake record. He got the youth record. Oh, wow. Uh, for Lake Conroe. And then about three weeks later, I got a phone call from his dad. He said they was checking it, and that, that, that fish actually beat the youth record for the, for the youth, uh, U.S. record. Oh, wow. Wow. So four years old. <laughs> man, with that, of course, you got a lot more specs because you know they gotta they gotta do a whole lot of things to verify it. I had to give a give a picture of him with that rod and reel, which we took that, and we had a good picture. And they had had fifteen uh, foot of the fishing line, and uh, an affidavit from me and his parents, and that nobody touched the pole and showed the pole they used, everything you know, just all the whole rig and roll. And they turned it all in, and it was and it was pending for like. Oh, four or five months before they finally gave it to him. Wow. So he got three wow. records of one fish when, when he's, you know, hadn't even turned five years old yet. You know? <laughs> oh, man. I bet you the smile on his face, huh? 
Yeah, oh yeah. They took it over to uh, Walden and waited in to, on a certified skill over there and got all the paperwork, got it all done, that, that part of it. And uh, they took it home and they smoked it on a smoker. Oh, wow. And, and had a replica made to hang on the kid's wall. <laughs> oh, man, <laughs> that's, that's awesome. If someone that small, you know, that young, mm. you know, he really ain't even old enough to appreciate what he's done. But right, it'll, yeah. It'll grow into him, you know? Yeah, but he'll probably never forget this, forget yeah. catching that, you know? But his dad's going to remember it, too. Oh, yeah, I bet. <laughs> but but it was, it, that was just a lot of fun. One of my better days out there with it. <laughs> When you, but when you, it's real important when you got a little kids fishing, you know, uh, kind of know the rules and everything. Cause it's very possible there's a lot of fish out there that the, the size limit is pretty low for them to have a youth record. So you know, you, you know, they they could carry that record. No, not many people turn this stuff in, so they could have, they could hold a, uh, a record for ten years. You know. Oh wow! Right. Wow. Well, so, that's awesome. I'm uh, we are glad that we uh gave you a call. Um, and everything, and uh, we we uh, we appreciate you taking our call for our podcast, and uh, very knowledge- knowledgeable and everything. So, uh, what was uh, what was your phone number again? Nine three six seven one eight seven nine eight three, or it's wethook.com. Wethook.com. You may just give me a call. We'll talk fishing, or I'll give you. A- Anything, any kind of advice I can. If anybody wants to get on that lake, or they book me with a trip, we'll pull out the calendars and make it happen. Awesome. We might have to do like a a weekly uh, fishing port or report on this uh, between the neighbor podcast. Give you a call once a week and uh, see what's biting. No, we can do that. Just give me a call. We'll do it in the afternoons, and when I'm off, when I, once I get off the water, we'll see what all we can make happen. Awesome. Sounds good. Well, we thank you, Carl. All right, we'll see y'all, talk to y'all later, and give me a call next week. Yes, sir. Thank you. Bye. What a very knowledgeable guy that he is. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I've I've went fishing with him quite a bit uh-huh. uh, growing up and everything like that, and um, the guy can put you on some fish. He really can. Yeah, I remember, uh, I mean, I've never really done any fishing on, like, Conroe itself. Um, I had a buddy that always went, you know. Yeah. Well, we were just out there, you know, for the fun of it, yeah. tubing and just boating. And oh, yeah, we'd done tubing, boating. I actually did some duck hunting on Lake Conroe. Oh, really? It's not that bad. It's a lot of wood ducks, yeah. you know, on the north, north end. end. Of the, yeah. A lot of wood ducks. Uh, you get a few little teal, you know, but mm-hmm. every now and then you might find a mallet fly in, but that's about it. Yeah, I remember we were tubing one time, and uh, the wake made me jump like it. Shot me off the front of it with a rope tied around my oh, neck, man. and I was being drugged by my neck. And then they oh, finally man. stopped, and I like I done unraveled my home. Was done that day. Yeah. Pretty bad stuff, man. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty bad stuff. But yeah, it's a lot of fun. We went we went tubing one time in my buddy in high school. Big, I mean, this dude is like six five now or six six. You know, big old black dude. Yeah. And uh, back in high school, me and him skipped for my birthday and went went tubing and stuff. Well, we we connected two tubes. He had one, and I had one. And you know, my uncle was pulling us, and you know, this big old black dude sitting on the tube next to you. And my uncle he goes to you know full throttle, and his tube sinks under, and all you see is his his head, you know. And he's like uh, looking like a fish trying to, <laughs> trying to you know breathe underwater. Oh you yeah, know? yeah. I remember uh, back 
back when Lake Conroe, man, it was it was real low. They had a a bad drought. I mean, we. Uh, oh, I remember that. We were where I grew up. We could uh, ride our four wheelers into the national forest. Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to, right? But uh, the national forest backed up to Lake Conroe, mm-hmm. and you could ride your four wheeler all the way, you know, around. Yeah. Uh, down there by um, what was that? Uh, Scotts Ridge. Yeah. Scotts Ridge boat ramp, and yeah. uh, before they had that swimming area, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, that's all. That's all pretty new, isn't it? Oh yeah. Oh like, yeah. That swimming area is new. It's uh. I haven't been, but I mean, I've I've been when I was a you know kid growing up. Right. You know, got my foilers stuck in in mud. You know, I mean, <laughs> there's no tree around to try to pull you yeah, out. You're digging yeah. with what you could find. Uh-huh. <laughs> Had to find limbs or something to put limbs on the tires. Something. <laughs> <laughs> something. But yeah, we uh when we went tubing that day. I told I looked over at my buddy. I'm like, dude, we just need to jump because you know we weren't getting thrown off. I'm yeah. like, dude, we just need to jump. And he's like, I'm not jumping, you know. Yeah. I don't think he knew how to swim. <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, anyway, I was like, dude, I'm just gonna jump. And we were out here for three or four hours, you know, ain't been thrown off yet. And I was like, dude, I'm just gonna jump, you know. Yeah. So next thing I know, I just let go and went off. <laughs> well, okay, as soon as I hit the water, my gonads slapped the water, and I was like, oh, oh I'm like done. A, like a belly flop. <laughs> yeah, I am in the done water. for the day. <laughs> yeah, and that day we actually ran out of gas. The oh, fuel gauge didn't work on the boat. <laughs> yeah, fun times. That's man. awesome. That's awesome. The stuff we did when we were younger. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I was I was pretty rowdy growing up. Uh, yeah, I was too. A little bit. Yeah, you know, but kind of worked my way out of it. Yeah, me too. We uh, um, through high school, you know, I was. I mean, I was actually the good kid, you know, but with the teenage pregnancy and stuff yeah. like that, you know, so just learn to adapt and whatnot. Oh, yeah. But there's a lot of partying and stuff I did back in the day, you know. Oh, yeah. There's you a know, lot of party. Every weekend, you know, we were 15, 16, going to a little store. Yeah. That's now closed down because they got caught selling yeah. beer to miners. <laughs> but I remember one time we went in there, and I was like, let me get a – I walked, put the case of beer on the the, uh, the counter. A little Asian woman, you know. Yeah. And uh, I was like, uh, let me get, like, a pack of cigarettes or something, too, you know. And she was like, let me see your ID. So I gave her my ID, and she was like, you're not old enough. I said, yes, I am. <laughs> she was like, okay. <laughs> and yeah. then it rang me yeah. out, dude. I remember yeah. uh, there used to be a place in Houston called Mr. IDs. And uh, you pay 100 bucks, you get two IDs. Um, you can pick whatever state, name, whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And I used that fake ID to I probably turn about 20. And then I lost it. <laughs> perfect timing. Oh, yeah, <laughs> perfect 21. timing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, every week, well, every Friday, we'd go get us enough beer, you know, for all weekend. Oh, yeah. Go to the back pasture, line up a fire, and do oh, stupid yeah. crap. Do, do they even <laughs> do pasture fires anymore? Bonfires in the pasture? I mean. And I don't even know. I mean, that's honestly. what Friday night was looking forward to. Yeah. Bonfire. Bonfire, music blaring, yeah. freaking just hanging out, drinking oh, cold yeah. beer. Yeah. But, you know, back in my day, you know couple years ago <laughs> i mean we didn't really have the money you know we we're in high school yeah. so we were always drinking lone star or bush light or something yeah yep. and then when we got lucky we went to bud light and <laughs> got a little bit more money huh yeah <laughs> man now, now it's just work 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 what about them uh them gas prices boy <laughs> let's go brandon That's uh, yeah <laughs> let's go brandon that's what i'm talking about i i just 
I don't understand it. Man, I remember. So, back in my high school days, I was at the, uh, you know where Starbucks is right there in Willis now? Yeah. Well, there used to be a little shell station. Yeah. Well, I remember one day, me and my buddy went in there, and uh, I forgot. Oh, we were getting gas, and uh, some guy that was over a few pumps, because, you know, back then, you know, we, we actually turned the hose upside down and start shaking yeah. it to get every yeah. drop get out everything. of it, you know? Yeah. And he come over, and he was like, I'm going to fill up y'all's tank. And I'm like, what? Really? You know? So he, he filled up the tank, and then he took a $20 bill and tried to give it to us, you know? And we're like, yeah. no, we're not going to take that. He just filled up our tank. And he was like, oh, just take it. Don't buy anything illegal with it. And we're like, all right. <laughs> Boy, that night we <laughs> we went down to, the, we went down to the, the store and bought some beer. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, bought some beer and went back to the pasture. and Had, some, had a good old time. Had a good old time, man. But yeah, them uh, them gas prices are a little little outrageous. Uh, I know I, f- I filled my truck up. I think I was on I was on E. I pulled into Kroger's, and their limit is one hundred and twenty five dollars for your credit card. Yeah, yep. And I didn't get a full tank. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's crazy. I know. With I think they're gonna have to start upping that limit here in a little bit. Yeah, they're gonna have to. Um, so the good thing is I have a fuel card for work. Yeah. And uh, man, if it wasn't for that fuel card, I would not be working. Where I'm there's, at. there's, it's hard. It's hard driving that far, eight hours. Yeah. Nine hours down to West Texas. Yeah. Especially with my truck. I mean, my personal truck, which I don't take it. I take a work truck. But I did the math today. It, Freaking five dollars a gallon for diesel, man. Man, thirty gallons, one hundred and fifty bucks. Oh yeah, man, there's no it's way. Easy, easy, one hundred and fifty. There's no way that I would be making that trip. So, what was that uh story you were telling me about the other day about that plane flying over the White House? Oh yeah, so Jen Psaki was um doing a press briefing or something, and then the White House, you know, is supposed to be like a no flyover zone yeah, yeah. or whatever. Well, she's just in there giving a briefing or whatever, and next thing you know, everyone hears an airplane <laughs> flying over. <laughs> and uh, she was like, wait a minute. That's an airplane. And we're like, really? Are you really in the White House? And yeah, I like, think I've seen that what video. Is, yeah. what's, what's really going on yeah, here? What's you re- know? <laughs> is, it, uh, is it all staged or what? Maybe, man, I don't know. Is the is the Earth flat or round? I mean, you asking me? <laughs> <laughs> you asking me? For- <laughs> no, I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, we got airplanes flying over a no zone uh, fly zone in the over the White House, and mm, but that's funny, you know, with you saying the is the um, the Earth flat or round? You know, you ask any pilot, they're gonna tell you it's flat. You know, they're that's just crazy. Yeah, I like guess you, we'll, we'll never know. If you take a telescope and you go to the beach, yeah, and you just go out there and just look straight out, you'll see ships way the heck out there, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. But um, I had this conversation with another girl, and uh, she was like, because I asked her, you know, she's real religious. or. Hey, and if you don't know Justin, he's a conspiracy I am theory a right here. He, is, theory. he, is, uh, <laughs> he will come to my house, uh, you know, between the neighbors, we... We actually live like a block away from each other. There's maybe like a house or two between us. So yeah. between the neighbors was a perfect uh, podcast name. Mm-hmm. So uh, go ahead, continue on. Um, oh, yeah. So I had this conversation with this woman, and she's 
religious or whatever, and I asked her, I was like, so is the earth round or flat? And right then she snapped, the earth is round, you know? And I'm like, are you sure? Are you sure it's that? Are you sure it's round? And she just kind of like flipped out on me, you know? Oh, and she was like... She went Karen. Yeah, Karen. <laughs> yeah, basically. And I was like, well, I mean, if you're so religious, you know, then... Like in the Bible, you know, and I think it's Mark or Luke or something. It talks about the four corners of the earth. Yeah. You know, in Genesis, it talks about a firmament being over the earth. Yeah. Stuff like that. And I'm like, so what about these? And at first, when I talked to her about it, I was like, well, the in Genesis, you know, that's the first first uh, verse I brought up to her. And she was like, oh, that was the Old Testament. And I'm like, well, look in the Bible and tell me where God rearranged the earth, you know. Yeah. And she was like, yeah. Oh, whatever. I'm like, yeah, you just believe in NASA. You oh, know? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I know some people that work for NASA. I also know a person that works for NASA, too. Yeah, I think Great it's guy. the biggest joke <laughs> there is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the biggest joke that wastes tax dollars. Oh, yeah. Just like your, your name on your license is fully. Oh, here we go. Conspiracy theory right here. Is in full uppercase letters. That means you do not own your name. Do not own your name. Mm-hmm. You can actually look it up. I think it's was a straw man. Straw man, yeah. yeah. I think I looked it up after he told me. I was like, man, what? I think I just met you like maybe a, maybe a month or whatever. <laughs> and he's coming over to my house to tell me all kinds of stuff like, you know, you don't really own your name and stuff like yeah. that. I'm like, what? The federal <laughs> government owns you. Well, that's the whole thing with like the, the ring, the yellow ring around the United States flag. Yeah. Because we're a corporation corporation yeah or a corporation so so with the states you know being in the, the corporation of the united states you know legal well legally i guess they couldn't actually write you a ticket so you can actually fight that you know because yeah. with the police station i actually saw a video of a guy saying he don't need a driver's license because right you know united states is a corporation mm-hmm. you know and then he went on with saying like he he gave up something or whatever and had the paperwork yeah. and you know yeah the and there's cop, actually the cop was just looking at him like he was nuts yeah so actually so a, a business because we are a corporation in the United States is a business cannot write another business or an entity a ticket I mean it's just like we we both own businesses we can't just go out and write people citations yeah you know? so yeah at that point you know someone could if they really did their research and. You know, just went in there with all the facts and trying to convince the the judge that you know they're wrong for doing crap. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess you can try. Yeah, I mean, the that's like the Constitution. You know, I see like we were going through them checkpoints coming out of West Texas yeah. the other day, and uh, at first the little part of me, you know, was like, I don't have to answer no questions. I don't have to. Answer. Yeah, you I know? do it every time I roll up. Like, I'm like, I, I don't. I don't even have to roll my window down. Yeah, you like, know? I don't need to talk to you. Like, yeah. why are you stopping me? And they're not um they're not checkpoints. You notice the signs? They're yeah. they're uh inspection stations. Inspection stations, yes. Yep. So we were we were coming back from the Big Bend National Park and they had a inspection station on yeah. the way back. And uh I already knew the dude was wanting to look in the the, the truck, you know, and <laughs> I was like, Whatever. So I just rolled down all four of my windows, you know, because I know what I'm looking for. Yeah, you know? yeah. And uh there was a woman and I was like, Y'all working hard or hardly working? She was like well, we're trying not to do either. <laughs> you know? and, oh yeah. And then she was like, "Oh, y'all have a good day," and that was it. But man, that's something else. Oh, yeah. But there. but they're doing their job. Yeah, know? I know. I mean, I guess Biden's done uh, kind of forced their work staff lower. Yeah, that guy's a tool, man. Yeah, he uh, 
I don't Trump, even think that's Trump real built Biden. A, built a nice wall. Employed a lot of. Um, I don't. I don't think. Uh, I don't think that Joe Biden now is actually the real Joe Biden. Oh gosh. I don't think oh, so. Oh gosh. It's like, like if you look at like the videos and stuff from Joe Biden, like back in the nineties and stuff. You yeah, know, yeah. You look at his earlobes and Ear, stuff. I've seen that his earlobes are different. Yeah, I don't completely know. different. I mean, the, Do you see those like green screens, like basically. You could be sitting right here, but look like like you're somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, the the green screens. I mean, they'll make you look look like you know you're somewhere you're completely not. Like I heard uh, someone say that uh, Obama's really running the country. I don't know how true, but 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 that can make kind of sense because that uh, Obama, you know, because they asked if he could run for a third term, if he would or whatever, and he was like, oh, if I could do that, you know, I'd just sit in the basement with an earpiece and tell someone else how to do yeah, it and stuff, and yeah. I was like, what in the Well, world? what's going on right now? Yeah, you know. and you know what's crazy? So this is another conspiracy theorist, or conspiracy theory that I kind of ran up on, and um, I kind of believe it, you know, because right now we hear about the war in Russia and Ukraine and, and stuff like that, and is Russia really the bad guy? I don't know. Because, you know, with all that stuff with Joe Biden and Hunter Biden and stuff like that, yeah. with, with ties with the Ukraine and yep. stuff, and Ukraine being num- the one of the biggest child abduction or whatever you call it, you know. Yeah. What's not to say Putin's stepping in to do that? Because, you know, him and Trump were actually really good really friends. Really good friends, yeah. Yeah. So who knows? Who knows? So I started doing that, and I started like, man, what the heck? You know? <laughs> Are they really the good guys or right. what? Yeah. yeah. And then... And it's funny because, like, whenever all that stuff, like, when the pandemic first happened, you know, we everything kind of, like, got brought out to us with the child abductions and oh, yeah. child trafficking and, like... With uh, Epstein, huh? With Epstein yep. and all the Clintons and stuff. And it's like, ever since then, you haven't really heard of, you know, a whole lot of nobody. It's like they kind of shut it down. Yeah. You know? Like, uh, there were, who was some big people that were on there? I know, uh, I know Hillary Clinton was one. I haven't heard from Hillary Clinton, you know? I know, uh... My grandmother, uh, she uh, she visited, I can't remember what country it was, but um, they said, uh, you know, she took one of those bus tours and stuff like that and mm-hmm. everything, and um, the the guy that was giving the tour, he told, he told everybody on the bus, you know, this is where Obama uh, hangs out and stuff like that, and um, I don't In know. In D.C.? No, it was, it was in a different country, oh. you know, he's. I guess on a um, on a private tour, yeah, private uh, vacation or something oh. like that, you know. And um, well, she told me that I guess someone from down there said that you know this is where he hangs out with little boys. Yeah. So I don't know how true it is, but <laughs> yeah. I mean that's the whole thing with the hot dogs and pizza. You know, hot pizza. dogs, pizza orders, you know, twenty twenty five pizzas and stuff like that. So many hot dogs. <laughs> yeah so it's funny i actually with us talking about the government and stuff i went and bought that that flag that's hanging right there on the wall yeah the benjamin franklin yeah <laughs> and it says tax this <laughs> <laughs> i wanted to use that oh gosh but uh anyway they had another one with rosa parks yeah and uh it said nah <laughs> i wanted to buy it oh, I, think, I think it's in my amazon cart and i wanted yeah. to get it and hang it up on the wall i think it'd be funny as crap man Yep. <laughs> nah. <laughs> but, uh. Well, I think that is going to be a wrap for this, uh, this podcast. Um, 
Second one, actually, huh? Yeah, second, second one. one. A little bit longer. Hope you all enjoy. Um, definitely give some feedback. Let us know what you want to hear, what you want to listen to. Yeah. Um, we have a... I've got a list of people I want to get on here. Yeah, we we've have we have a, a group of people. We know uh, some guided duck hunters, uh, some firefighters, military people. Yeah, uh, some uh, small business owners here in the yeah. local community. Some pretty religious people. Um, who else would there? Oh, uh, uh, law enforcement. My grandfather. He, yeah. He. Uh, so the cool story about him. Is he started out on the railroad, you know, yeah, just like where we are now. And uh, he, I guess, one day he just decided that he was that wasn't for him, you know. Well, yeah. He went into law enforcement up in Pennsylvania, and then he worked his way up over many, many years, and was number two to the attorney general. That's awesome for the state of Pennsylvania. Yeah. And he was the uh, chief of investigations. Yeah. And then they actually did a show called Drugs Inc. It was on Netflix for the longest time, but. Um, I think it's the Pittsburgh Smackdown or something like that. But he's one of the people that they follow around and they do shakedowns on houses and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah it's pretty cool. Well, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just uh, give us a shout. Uh, post on our Facebook page uh, what you want to hear, whatever. Um, we sure sure would love the ideas of uh, what to talk about next, who to have on the podcast. Uh, yeah, just let us know. I think the next podcast, I'm going to tell them about my Trump story. Oh, gosh. Here we go. <laughs> my Trump story. <laughs> so, y'all have a good week, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. All righty. <laughs>